Welcome, welcome to More Important Issues. It is Wednesday, April 14th. It's another, it's a great day to be, first off, I didn't expect today to go like it did. I'll be honest. I didn't expect all the good news. We went to bed happy last night after a, a grinded out victory, which is, I think is the best way to describe this baseball team anyways, uh, over Western Carolina. Um, wake up to maybe what I what I thought was going to just be a normal Wednesday. I wouldn't call this a normal Wednesday. Yeah, it was full of good news. When's the the last time that that's ever happened? Are you wait 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 wait? Are we counting the guy who uh, got arrested in a Casey Clawson jersey? That was two days ago. So that just was two today. days ago. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, right. he's out of it. <laughs> good, good deal. Did we confirm if that was a Tennessee jersey? I saw some people throw around that might have been a throwback Buccaneers jersey. Had to be Tennessee. It was, it was, and it was in Murfreesboro, so I know where my, my money lies. Right. I know where my money lies. Uh, we are gonna we're gonna talk about spring practice. Um, I'm ready. I'm ready to get this show going. So I'm just I'm, I'm ready to talk uh, basketball. I'm ready to talk baseball as, as we welcome Vandy in. So I'm ready to get going. So we've got spring practice notes. Uh, we're also going to talk about Tennessee football. Got some good news on the recruiting front. Some what we would call much needed news after not having one uh, in this cycle yet. Uh, we're also going to talk about, um, like I said, basketball, basketball recruiting, transfer portal, all that good news. We're also going to talk about uh, baseball gets their that win over Western Carolina. Uh, what in wasn't necessarily the prettiest, but hey, you got to grind out games like that. Weekday games can be tough. Um, you, you know, you're catching opponents on weird nights, catching yourself on a weird night. Uh, you're maybe playing some guys you don't normally stick in the lineup there. But the bottom line is, you just go win. That's the expectation: is you just go win. And Tennessee did that. Yeah, and and Vanderbilt played Eastern Kentucky last night, and they won six to four. So they just won by two yeah. runs as well. Obviously, you don't want. Um, you know, a team like that to score that many runs. But, you know, when they're on, they're on. Um, there's not a lot you can do about it. All you can do is match it. Um, Tennessee was able to do that and, and squeak away um, at the end. So a win's a win. Win is a win is a win is a win. Guys, if you got questions, drop them in the chat. Tell us where you're listening from. I know we've got people from, from all over. Uh, tell us tell us the time zone. Give us a good idea where it's at. I, dude, I know it's getting – I mean, I'm tired. The moment it gets dark, I guess it's the old man in me. I'm like ready for bed. But I'm going to tough it out here with you all for a minute. Um, and then I'm going to bed literally right as we get off here because I'm old. So I'm tired. Have you watched the new Melissa McCarthy movie on Netflix? I don't. What is it called? Thunder Force? No, I, I haven't. I started watching it. it it's a movie to like go to sleep to. <laughs> Not that, that good. Sense. I mean, yeah, it's like. It's funny, but it's not something like you have to pay a ton of attention to. So, yeah. We're if you're clearly, going to bed and you have to watch TV like my wife does, that's something that you can put on. We are clearly not sponsored by this movie because that was not a ringing endorsement from when <laughs> no. for that one. No, but let me do. Let me tell you about some sponsors real quick. So uh, go check out our, our friends at Tennessee Tap House, Hound Dogs, and Blue Water Climbing Control. Here is a – kind of a message from uh, Blue Water, our friends at Blue Water Climate Control. Check that out. People always ask, where did we get the name Blue Water Climate Control? When a Navy ship casts off lines, exits the harbor, and loses sight of land, that's blue water sailing. It takes a team of people to do that tireless work, focus, and attention to detail. So much of starting a business is just like that. 
After it's done, you get filled with deep satisfaction for accomplishing something, and it's quickly followed by, now the real work begins. We're Blue Water Climate Control. Guys, I do need to mention one more time before we get going. We're about to start the show. Drop, drop, drop the questions in the chat if we don't get to them right away. I promise we'll answer them. We want to talk. Let's talk. Guys, we'll see you on the other side. Hey, tell your friends. Text your friends. Tweet at your friends. We're, we're more than Danny White. You can tweet at your friends. Tell them to come hang out with us. We'll see you guys on the other side. Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. I made up my mind, and I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! Riddit, did to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Wednesday, April 14th. Like I said before, I, guys, I was not prepared when I woke up this morning to, to bring I, I come bearing good news, and I didn't expect that. I'll be honest. I didn't expect bad news. That that wasn't it. I just was not. I mean, it's it's hilarious the roller coaster that is. I'm mostly on Twitter, so for all you guys that are on Facebook and YouTube, I don't mean to leave you out. But the roller coaster of emotions that Twitter, that vol Twitter is, it's what makes it fun. But I mean, yesterday everyone went to bed, and if you had pulled them, then they'd be like, "Yeah, fire Rick Barnes." Now it's like, "Oh, this is why we paid the man. This is." I know what the good news come from. It was because your birthday was last night, man. It was. That's it. Happy birthday. Well, You're finally how old? 26. 26. 26. Everyone at work was definitely was like, he's at least 30. Like, there's no chance <laughs> he's younger than 30. They're like, yeah. yeah the, they were like, so you found that, you know, you made it through 30, right? You know, you're 31. And uh, no, so that was, yeah, the it was it was fun, though. So, um, yeah, they, they were like, hey, we can't do any good news on Kayla's birthday. That doesn't make sense. Um, so right. let's, let's push it back one more day. So yeah, that was, that was how that went. Yeah. You kicked it off. Um, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I appreciate it. That, that was all you, all you. You're you're welcome. Um, you have a good I, birthday. I did. I had a, I had a great birthday. Um, I mean, uh, not, you know, not how the, the old birthdays were spent, the younger days of, um, you know, maybe uh, <laughs> or anything like that. But, uh, I had good pizza. I had, um, Emily made me a fruit pizza. I had two pizzas, two types of pizza. Um, so, What's yeah. a fruit pizza? It is legitimately just a sugar cookie with um, like cream cheese icing and fruit on top. It's not healthy. It kind of sounds healthy, but it is just a sugar cookie. Um, yeah. but you're like, let's throw some strawberries on there. That's it. Hmm. It's good. I'm not bashing it in any way. I love it. It's just not healthy. <laughs> it's like being like yeah vegetarian pizza and there's no nothing vegetarian about it well it, today like uh vegan, I guess. yeah one of my colleagues if you will um he's vegan 
And I was like, yeah, I just finally started eating like guacamole. And he was like, yeah, that's like the most unhealthiest thing you can eat. Because it's, apparently it's got a bunch of fat in it. I don't know. So, Isn't it good to eat fat sometimes? I guess. But like even when I try to eat healthy, I guess it's not healthy enough. So I'm just, <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. Why do we even try? <clears throat> right. Stupid. Why do we even try? If, if they wouldn't make the food so expensive, I might try to eat healthier. <laughs> exactly. That, exactly. Exactly. I'm going to have to run over. My laptop's not charging. So um, why don't you take us into spring practice and I'm going to get this before it dies. All right. So uh, spring practice, um, it sounds like Tennessee is kind of getting healthier. Um, got some guys back today or yesterday, Jalen Hyatt, Tyon Evans, Tyler Barron, Jaquan Blakely. Um, we're all back at pra- on the, on the practice field. So I think that's good. Uh, I, you know, especially from a defensive standpoint, when you look at like maybe who they're um, missing during the, the open practice, because the defense kind of struggled a little bit. But when you look at who they're missing, you know, maybe there were some key guys there that, that would have made a difference. So I don't know that for sure, but, you know, it's good to have those guys back um, and ready to, for because because Saturday is the that's the main scrimmage. Don't you why game is that's not the main scrimmage. This is the main scrimmage. It's closed to the public. Um, you know, I feel like the orange and white game is more for like entertainment and this is what we're going to do. But I think this, this main scrimmage on Saturday is what coaches are, um, you know, th- this is what people shoot for. Yeah. You mentioned that, you know, you, you'll see, I think with this staff, I mean, if they didn't open practice and they, I think you'll, I think you'll see like a, I think the orange and white game will be more uh, football than it has the past couple of years. Um more so like how it was with Butch Jones. Don't want it to ever be like that again. Um, but yeah, but I mean, yeah, this is this is kind of the build up week. The orange and white game is kind of like the almost like the party to end spring practice. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's definitely not as as hard as the next couple days, even after this scrimmage on Saturday is going to be. Right. Yeah, I think that the orange and white game is more for just kind of entertainment, and uh, you know this this. This is how you move with the depth chart this um, Saturday scrimmage. Um, move up the depth chart, get your name out there, you know, maybe do some things, um, kind of set you apart a little bit from guys that might be right with you heading into the scrimmage. Right, right. Um, so as far as far as spring practice goes, uh, with you've had guys meeting with the media specifically today, um, whose um, names that maybe you were already thinking about kind of confirmed guys that you're surprised to hear are doing so well. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought it was really cool that Cooper and Cade got to do the Zoom meeting kind of together. Um, I, I thought that was pretty cool. Just from a brother standpoint, you don't really see that. And then, and then the new age of Zoom, I thought that was, that was nice to see. Um, but I think Jerome Carvin and Cooper Mays pointed out who the hardest guy to block was, and um, it was Elijah Simmons. That's a name we've, we've – Talked about a little bit, but not a ton. Um, and that's a guy that could really make some noise. And they, they said he's bringing a new um, kind of flavor to it this year. I don't know exactly what that means, but uh, I'm excited about it. Yeah, I mean, we know for his – I mean, his size tells you he's just kind of a um, very much a space saver at, at nose tackle, defensive tackle. Um, but, I mean, if you know anything about him, the, the kid's pretty athletic, so he should, you know – um, hopefully help this team and help this defensive line who's overall, and it kind of, I think Tracy Rocker kind of mentioned it, not a very, very talented defensive line. 
Tracy Rocker or Rodney Garner? Or, sorry, Rodney Garner. What I, I was like, I was like Tracy Rocker well, probably said it too at some point. Yeah, um, I thought you were bringing back like an old, no, like an old quote from Rocker. I was like, man, that was a while ago. It's certainly, I mean, it's possible he did say that. But that was that was four defensive line coaches yeah. ago. <laughs> yeah, if you count that one. Um, but uh, yes, sorry, Rodney Garner. I mean, kind of said it like this is not just like a star-studded defensive line. And Cole just said um, mentioned he said he said someone mentioned Byron Young too. Correct. Uh, I think Cade Mays actually mentioned him as well. But earlier when the coaches met. Um, Rodney Garner also mentioned Byron Young as a as a guy who's been kind of making some noise there at the, at the defensive line position. Yeah, we talked about them when we talked about the open practice. I, I thought he kind of stood out as an edge rusher. Um, he kind of looks the part as as far as like you know Tyler Barron fits the part of like a defensive end, but when you mm-hmm. look at it like a true edge rusher, you know that looks more like a linebacker. I think that's that's what kind of Byron Young seems like to me. And uh, obviously Tyler Barron didn't um, practice in, in the open scrimmage, but Byron Young did, and, and I thought he really flashed. So, you know, I'm not surprised that some of those guys are, are pointing him out as well. Yeah, that, that's a name that, I mean, when it's getting mentioned by coaches and, and um, players, like that's a that's obviously good good for Byron Young. And, and you know, we're, we're, we'll get into needs at some point. I mean, that's a – there's a lot of needs in that defensive side of the ball, but finding an edge rusher is a huge need that, that Tennessee – if they're going to have any success defensively, and, and hopefully when you talk about success for this team um, as far as defensively goes, you're just kind of looking to make a couple big plays here and there. Um, obviously, you're going to see Tennessee's focus uh, completely shift from where it was, style of play shift from where it was with the previous staff um, and look more like a lot of people want it to look like in terms of how football is um, shifting in the SEC. But you still need defensive plays. Like, that's still something. Yeah, sure, we're not talking about, um, you know, completely grinding out uh, series um, and, and, and keeping offenses, uh, you know, out of the end zone all the time. But if you're going to win ball games, your defense has to make plays. And if, if you don't have an edge rusher, you can almost – I mean, look at last year's team. You can almost consider yourself never to make plays. Right. Yeah, yeah. you got to have a guy that, that's going to – you know, garner some attention from an offense, you know, uh, double teams, you know, maybe uh, send the quarterback out where, where, you know, he's he's not right up against um, an edge rusher like that. Like Derek Barnett, he got so much attention from opposing offenses, and I think that made everybody else a little better because they were focusing in on him every single play. Yeah, I mean, it definitely it definitely helped guys on that defensive line. I mean, the first one that pops in your head, which I mean, we're sitting here going now, and I know you, it's one of your favorite names to throw out as far as underrated. Like you're like, hey, if we had Corey Vereen, he would be the number one guy, no doubt. But I mean, it also it also helped that you know you have Derek Barnett on the other side, so you're you're almost never getting double teamed. The protection's almost never sliding to you, um, so that definitely helps out. If you can get one guy that can, like you said, garner the attention, it's going to open up some lanes for some other guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, for sure. And another guy I keep hearing a lot about is is Dane Davis, um, the walk on that's apparently going with the ones right now as, as a tackle. So that's interesting to me because you know, I th- was it two years ago we had Brooks? I think he was like a converted tight end that played tackle for a couple games. Do you remember that? I'm not familiar. 
Yeah, so I mean that—that's what it makes me think of. Like, oh, we're that thin, but apparently the dude has just worked his butt off to get where he's at. So, you know, he—he's a big kid. He's not a converted tight end. He's an actual <laughs> offensive lineman. Um, but when you, when you hear that walk on, you're like, oh man, that's going to be a struggle. But you know, right. if he's if he's giving guys, you know, pushing guys and, and maybe even passing like guys like Calbert or, or Darnell Wright, I mean. Right. You gotta tip your hat to the kid. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, you mentioned if he's passing guys up. I, this, this, I'm not familiar with specifically with the um, offensive line that you're referring to, uh, but those couple of years, there were a lot of walk-ons, whether they had earned a scholarship or not. When they arrived on campus, walk-ons that uh, were needed that were seeing pretty significant playing time, and um, it's a little bit the offensive line. I'll give Jeremy Pruitt that they addressed that need. They did. The offensive line is not there now. Um, I've got to think if an, if there's a guy if, a, if there's a walk on making an impact. Yeah, I'm sure it's, it needs part of it for sure. But he's also that means he's probably playing pretty good football at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that that's kind of interesting to me to me because he's like six seven. I think probably close to three hundred pounds. So that's. I mean, if, if he can play in this offense, because I think a lot of it has to do with fit anyway. Um, you know, if you're not a guy that can get up and down the field, yeah. you're probably not going to last in this offense very long. So, um, you know, I, I think it kind of gave some guys that maybe were down a little bit in the depth chart to maybe have an opportunity to, to be able to compete for a starting spot. Right, right. And then, uh, you know, I'm creating the D-back with fan club. Um I'm taking members, so if if you want to pay some fees to be in this fan club, just let me know. But uh, you know, is, is he the number one back, or do you are you allowed to say it since you're the president of the fan club? Like, can you officially say yes or no? Um, number one back, I'll say no, just because okay. I think I think Jabari Small is probably your number one back. You know, we've heard a ton of praise from him or about him, so. I think D Beckwith is going to be used in a in a ton of ways. So not just at running back. I think that'll be part of it. Um, you know, maybe they go split back at times, but I could see him um, being in the slot and and being a mismatch for linebackers and stuff like that. I think that would why why can find somebody with that much talent to one position? You don't need to. He can play so many positions. I mean, I would certainly agree with that sentiment. Um, I mean, just the. <laughs> You could play him at one position and flex him his his uh, his use in so many ways. You can he can be a running back and and those ways you just mentioned split backs. Obviously, you can put him out in the slot. He can be a running back and be that guy. You don't have to teach him a completely other you know new position to to do those things. Um, you know it, you can make it a versatile position. I, the thing that immediately when you started mentioning how he can be used, I was like, so how Butch Jones should have used Alvin Kamara exactly. But you also, this is a guy who you don't have to motion all the way out to the slot. He can, he can. I mean, Kamara was physical too, not, but he was probably not going to be blocking for Jalen Hurd. D Beck was big enough that he could block for somebody. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, seeing him run over that safety in the the open practice, you're like, oh man, he's a monster. <laughs> he's a monster. And that's why I tweeted today. I was like, I want to know. I, I want a tally. I want, I want somebody to keep a tally of how many people he runs over at practice. And I want to know that tally every single day. Are they going full? Are they going full tilt every single? I saw it looked like they were full tilt yesterday. I guess full tilt, baby. If you're on the practice, we're going full tilt. 
There's no shells. I hate that. Shells. It's a little strange for an offensive guy to be going this this much, right? Usually the offensive guys are fit, and that's it. They just fit. We aren't bringing maybe, guys to the ground. Maybe, we aren't. Maybe, maybe they are trying to fit. He's just <laughs> running over the top of them. Well, when you got a guy, you know that's his chili's always hot. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough to it's tough to just just go shells and fit. I mean, the chili's hot. It's hot. There's nothing you can do about it. That stuff hey. don't cool off quickly. You can either take it or or you can take it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it. So yeah, I'm 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 a huge fan. Um. I wish we could have got him the ball last year. I think we could have used it, especially with you know our offensive struggles. I don't – whatever. I'm not getting into that because I'll never understand. <laughs> right. Um, well, let's kind of transition that unless you have anything else you want to mention about spring practice. Let's get into some of those um, because there's, there's definitely going to have to be some changes from whatever took place on the field last year um, and even some additional ones with some guys you lost. Your, your quarterback that transferred went – 11, eight for eight, 115 yards in a scrimmage and no interceptions. So you got to replace that. That's a big need. Um, this team's going to need to replace. Uh, can we what get are, into that a little bit? I, I mean, what can you really get into? It's like you can't present it with context because, like, it has to be presented without context and you just have to laugh about it. That's it. Uh, but but let's, let's add something to it a little bit. <laughs> Quentin Dormady. Went 10 for 10 for 120 yards and two touchdowns in the 2017 Orange and White game. So, I mean, there, there's your con- – I guess that's your context. I I don't know. I Again, I think you just have to say this is what he did. That's it. Like that, because you, I mean, like you said, you can't be like, oh, that's he's going to be good. Or, oh, you can't make – you also can't say, oh, he's going to be bad from that. You just have to go up. That's what he did. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Because that man could go out and throw for 300 yards in his first game if he's a starter, and I'm still going, wait for next week before you make a decision. Exactly. So just do with those stats what you will. He's going to blow it up, isn't he? Oh, my God. Yeah, it's going to be hilarious. I can't wait. I'm pumped. <laughs> all, you, all you can do – hey, you can get on the train or get run over by it. I'm, get, I'm getting on. I already bought my number two. Actually, he's not wearing number two. What number is he wearing? 18. I'm wearing – oh, nice. little ode to Peyton Manning maybe. Um, maybe. <laughs> I'm getting my number 18 Washington <laughs> State jersey. I've already ordered it, um, so it's on its way. And now he's like a lifetime member of the Manning Passing Academy now. He's been for so that's, long. That's true. That's, that's very true. Uh, is he still a camper or is he coaching now? When do you transition? I don't know. I don't know either. I'm not sure. Yeah, look that, Johnny Manziel should know. He's gotten kicked out enough. Yeah, he's Does probably he got like his own room. <laughs> that must be nice. I've been there. Those dorms when in two thousand seven six they were not nice at all. I yeah, he, go. He's probably got like a whole building name after him. He's been camping there for so long. Good for him. His dad probably paid for it. <laughs> probably. All right, let's talk about some needs for this defensive. This, this. No, well, I got one more. My, that's all. Got, that's all of my needs. Okay, I got. Go I got one more question for you. I feel like I'm not going to want to answer. But... If you had to put money on it, who is most likely to be in the Heisman race, JG or JT Shroud? I don't know anything 
about Washington. Like, I don't know. No, no, context. I know. no well, context. No, you're right. I mean, because I don't know much about Colorado. But, like, if Washington State still does the air raid Mike Leach stuff, then JG. But I don't know anything. I have no clue if they do that. Do they? Just, like, you got a gun to your head. You got to put money on somebody who you, who you throw money at. Okay. JT. Easy. Yeah, I would, too. I would, too. But, I'm, again. JG is not taking any more of my money. If I lose it betting against them, that's that's fine. I'll take that bet. I yeah, and but again, if if they're still running the air raid, yeah, I mean that's easy to do, much easier to do. Your stats are inflated. How many picks does he throw? It doesn't matter. He's gonna throw touchdowns <laughs> somehow. It doesn't matter to, to one team, maybe exactly. That's all <laughs> that matters. Are there points on the board, Coach? Thank you. His name is definitely in the in the the box score. I do. I I'm glad he transferred. He doesn't need to be at Tennessee anymore. And I'm not like I don't mean that meanly. Is that the, is that that's not a word? I don't think. I don't mean that to be mean. It's just, it was time to part ways. And you mean like, it? <laughs> you mean? It. No, I don't mean. I really don't mean it to be mean. It just wasn't working. Like I'm with everyone else. Like he seemed to try his hardest when he was at Tennessee. Yeah. Good for him. Thank you. But like it just wasn't working, and Tennessee clearly wasn't going to be like, "Hey, dude, get the f out." So because they probably I mean, or I, just not playing. They were just they wouldn't do that either. That. It's incredible. It's, so it was, it's like anything I've ever seen in my entire life. I'll never, right. never understand. Yeah, like it was clearly time to move on. So, all right, let's get into some needs. Sorry, I just hey, want to. No, 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 no. Since you did that to me, I'm going to. This isn't really asking you a question. I just want to be how do we get videos from that quarterback, those quarterback meetings last fall? Because they, they couldn't have made sense. Oh, no. Or, or JG is like literally the best practice player of all time. Maybe. I want to know what other, other players like. Like I want to interview a player from last year and just be like, "Dude, you saw those quarterbacks every single day. Who would you start?" If I had five plus players go, JG, I'd believe. I'd finally believe it. Yeah, but I. But they no, have to. No way they think that. They have to say like his play was above and beyond the others. Like if they're just like he tried hard, like that's cool because I'm sure he did. He's tough. I, yeah, I'm sure he tried hard. Like, that's not – I'm not asking would you ride with him. I'm asking was he good in practice. Not did he show up. Not was he there on time. Not did he – was he an encourager. All captain team, which he also wasn't a captain. I would like to be clear about that. But – Yikes. I just – I again, I'm with you. Yeah, I, I want to know. what What was – because we've all played sports, we all know those guys that we're like, how the hell are they playing right now? And and somebody and you know what? Maybe if they were if if players were just honest, because I know the type of guys where you're like, that guy shouldn't have been playing, but he's also the only guy that should be playing. Right. I know that I know that type. And if we're just gonna sit there and go, the other quarterbacks are that bad, that's fine. I just want to know. Yeah, if you're a former player, please reach out to us. We'd love <laughs> to, to hear the story. Every um, even if you don't want to put it on on if you don't want to come on the show, just like give us a call and we would do it, love to do it, anonym, talk it out. anonymously. We'll, we'll keep everything anonymous. Yeah, you can use the, the voiceover thing. <laughs> yes, we'll do the we'll do the uh, where it's just your figure and like a creepy like blah, 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 
JG was the best quarterback in Tennessee football history on the Haslam practice field. Like that creepy voice? Yeah, we'll do that. Oh, man. That's great. We should actually do that. Uh, there's, yeah, no way, it, there's no way a player does that. No, but. we should do it and say it was a player. Like Ooh, we like we point. should do it. Should. No, like how would you know? It's anonymous. Prove I it. Know. I know some of these people make up their own. Like you know the people that do anonymous mailbags. I know they make them up. I'm like that is exactly how you type. That's you. I know who that was. So yeah, we should do that. Should. You and good luck proving it. How are you gonna prove it? Can't. You can't. So. Good luck. All right, let's get in some needs. <laughs> needs. Hey, I'm going to start with – we were talking about Byron Young, Tyler Barron, all those guys. I'm going to I'm gonna start there. That's the defense – you need an edge rusher. And that's – I know we've said it over and over and over again. But if you have an edge rusher, number one, it's going to help your linebackers out, especially in the pass game, tremendously. And you're going to be very, very thin at linebacker. Now, we can get into how they're going to handle the run game later because I'm sure that's a need that one of us will mention. But – a good edge rusher can clean up a lot of a lot of mistakes. Yeah, and especially with the the offensive now offenses nowadays, like you have to have somebody um, coming off the edge and and having production because if you don't, you're just going to get eaten alive in the passing game. And you saw right. that last year. You know, Tennessee didn't really have a ton of production. You know, DeAndre Johnson had a game or two. Kevon Bennett had a game or two. But other than that, you know, they kind of got eaten alive. Yes, for sure. And it needs to, yeah, this defense is going to have a long way to go this season. Right. Um, but, but one thing I do want to mention about the defense is like if, if they do get healthy, um, and I think that's a huge need is just getting healthy, getting guys on the field. Right. Um, Roman Harrison and Jeremy Banks, which those are two kind of your – you would think to be at least in your two deep middle linebackers, probably, you know, a starter and, and probably in your two deep. And, uh, you know, neither one of those guys are practicing right now. Um, you, you were able to get uh, Tyon Evans, Jalen Hyatt, um, Tyler Barron, Jaquan Blakely back, but some of those guys were running routes and doing kind of some individual work but weren't really going that, you know, 11-on-11 11 11 stuff. Um, so I think you need to get healthy as a team, and you need to continue to get better each and every game. And I think I think that's not a – that's not a hard task for this defense to do. Um, whereas last year, you know, you had high hopes for that defense. Yeah. And they just kind of digressed as the season went on. You know, I, I think this team needs to get better and better as the season goes. Yeah, and and you mentioned like a hard hard task for this defense. I, I said it or I alluded to it earlier. You don't need to just be a stand-up, shut-down defense. You just need to make plays. Um, hopefully – I mean, it. that's the bottom line is if the offense can't score – that's it. Like Josh Heupel's not going to – he's – there's no – I just – unless Tim Banks is way better than anyone thinks, unless Josh Heupel is able to completely shift his play calling, it's not just going to be like, all right, our defense, let's pretend somehow game three, they're like, oh, this is our strong suit. They're not going to shift the way they play and slow the game down. So the, it's just going to be it is what it is. The offense is going to have to find ways to score. Yeah, and when – you know, I know they are doing – the last practice they are doing a lot of uh, turnover drills. Um oh. And and when the ball's on the ground or you get your hands on, on a pass, Tennessee has to come up with or come down with the ball. Um, you, you can't lead the nation and drop picks like we did last year. I don't right. know if that's actually a true stat, but <laughs> it's real. It, it felt Maybe. like it. it. It really did feel like it. 
Um, so, I mean, you got to come up with those, those opportunities um, when they come. Absolutely. I don't really have a ton. I know we've just like I don't I don't have a ton of needs because that's really I know we've gone over them a lot. Lob out, you know. I mean, there's there's a lot defensively. Uh, I mean, I, I really have a ton of confidence in Josh Heupel's offense um, being able to kind of play with whoever. And I think that I think, and I know a lot of people are going to disagree because of kind of what we joked about a minute ago with JG starting over him. I think there's enough talent in the quarterback room that there's going to be a quarterback on this roster that can that can lead the offense. I really believe that. Yeah, and it's kind of like what you're what you're looking for. From what I've gathered, is like no one's really separated themselves, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, it could be a good thing because maybe you know some of those guys are improving. Um, but it's also like, who, who's your who's your true guy? Um, right. And hopefully somebody does separate themselves. And, you know, they got till I guess September to to really do that, but. Um, from what I've gathered so far, no one's really separated themselves, so I don't I don't know kind of how to read that. Yeah, and, and you know that may be more like, you know, you don't have to name a starter right now, so you're not. Why would you even hint at it? I, I think the I mean I think the orange and white game was going to tip a lot to you. No, I mean it's not going to you know they're not going to name a starter, but I think the orange and white game will will tip off who's who's in the lead. I, mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to they're installing a new offense. I don't think they're going to pull any punches and. Trying to, they hadn't. I don't see them trying to hide anything. They're going to go with. It's it, this isn't a second year coach, third year coach that has a guy he knows who the starter is. I, I think you'll see you'll have a really really good idea who the number one and number two guy are come uh, April twenty fourth. Yeah, at least as it stands right now. Right, because I mean, like if if Tennessee was actually playing that day, the first guy who's probably out there in eleven on eleven is probably your guy. As of right yeah. now, yeah, that could change come. September, but uh, you know, if Tennessee was playing that day, that would probably be your who they'd go with. Yeah, right. Um, a- another kind of need for me is I think they got to hammer the the transfer portal. It's it's there. He might yeah. as well take advantage of it. I mean, it, but it, it's tough uh, to do with the that. That's the problem. That's true. That's true. Um, Tennessee has some, you know, the one time transfer rule. I mean, they have to do something with that limit. They have right. to. Because, I mean, Tennessee got destroyed with the transfer portal. You know, other teams are taking advantage of it from Tennessee's standpoint. So, Tennessee needs to to see if they can, you know, do the thing. that They got the linebacker from Texas that, you know, apparently is has some interest in Tennessee. I don't know how much. But, you know, I, I think they should add a linebacker, a defensive yeah. back, and, and then I don't think an, off, an offensive lineman couldn't hurt. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's definitely some positions you can elevate um, in the transfer portal, for sure. Yeah, any linebacker, I'd be like, hey, what's up? <laughs> oh, if you could go find four linebackers in the transfer portal, go do it. Yeah, if they have any go kind of experience, they should be in the two deep here. So, right. so go go get them. Don't, don't hesitate. Uh, do you have anything else for, uh, for those needs? Um, I, I kind of want to like, even if it's not starters, I want to be able to play some guys and kind of build to the future. Um, it's not really a, a, I guess it's a need for the fall, but uh, you know, building on some guys. You know, I feel like last year we didn't get enough guys work that, you know, are even here now, mm-hmm. um, or or guys that like we played a bunch of guys that aren't here anymore. So, you know, those other guys didn't get an opportunity when I think they should have. A guy like Danico Slaughter, Jimmy Holiday, Jimmy Calloway, Malachi Wadman, those guys were were freak athletes in an offense that weren't wasn't getting anything done. So I 
you know, I know we mentioned it a ton last year. Like, why not give them a shot? Right. Um, get them some experience. So I, I want to see a lot more of that. I want to see us kind of put games away at times, um, get some guys in there that, you know, wouldn't necessarily get in there during a close game. And let's build. Yeah, no, for brick. sure. I, I won't say brick by brick, but just build just something. It. Brick by brick. Do it. Who cares? <laughs> brick by brick. Do it. The mailbox. I'll never forget it. Like, that's what we built with all the bricks. We built a mailbox. Hey, that was a good mailbox, according to Farmer Charlie. Okay. Allegedly. All right, let's jump into some recruiting news. Uh, recruiting news all over campus right now. Yeah, it's been kind of awesome. Getting I'll guys, um, getting the first commit. Yeah, I guess let's. Class. Yeah, I guess let's mention football before we jump into basketball since there was some, some news on that front. Yeah, so you got a three star um, outside linebacker, Elijah Herring. Um, out of Murfreesboro, Tennessee, at Riverdale High School, 6'2", 225. It's it's a it's an in-state guy. You want to load down on that in-state talent, and so the you know I think it's good to have the first one um, and Josh Heupel's tenure at Tennessee be a, a kid in-state. Um, you know I think it's going to be tough to recruit in-state. We'll get kind of a gauge of where Tennessee's at with some of these in-state recruits on Friday when the Way Twins um, make their decision. It looks like Kentucky has the momentum. That would be devastating because those are two guys that I think Tennessee really needs to get. And um, But, yeah, let's talk about Elijah Herring a little bit. Um, I mentioned he is the first commit in this 2022 class and also the first commit under Josh Heupel. His brother, Caleb Herring, is a uh, – is a four-star 2023 class and uh, is the number one player in, in Tennessee. So, little uh, little family crouton mentioned the May maybe uh, maybe the Mays brothers weren't thrown out on the Zoom call by accident today. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. There you go. Connecting the dots. Got, yeah, everything's got a little. Everything's got a reason to it. I like it. Yeah, I mean that's that's smart. I, I think it's. You know, it, it he is an edge rusher, and I think Elijah Herring kind of says that he that they see him as a like a middle linebacker type. So, you know, maybe he doesn't help this year like we need him to. Um, but I, I, you know, adding more guys to that linebacker room because um, you, you know you never know what you're going to have the next year. Tennessee was looking like they were pretty set at linebacker with Crouch and and Toto, and now they're gone. So. Mm. You know, I think that tells a lot. Like, you can't go a year without recruiting some position. Right. <laughs> you know, like, you never – yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, you never know what the, the one-time transfer rule or not. Isn't that expected tomorrow? It, it, no, it's it's a done deal. Um, okay. NCAA approved it. I can all double-check that. I thought, I thought so, though. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Which we, I mean, everyone expected it to. Kind of shocked since everyone expected it to that it did. Just seemed like a really NCAA thing to then go, oh, just kidding. But I also think it's weird, you know, unless you're 100% sure. Which yeah, it has are. been approved. Okay, cool. It isn't official, though, until the end of Thursday meeting. So something could change, but it's officially unofficial. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, unofficially there official. There you go. No more uh, waiting on guys to be approved. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, if you're not a hundred percent sure right now, I'm not sure what the the hurry is to 
do a commitment? Like if you still have two schools that you're kind of going back and forth on, why don't you wait until that until June when you can actually go visit? Yeah, no, with the are you talking about with transfers or with commits? Commits, sorry. Okay, no, 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 you're fine. I was saying with transfers, yeah, you don't now that you don't have to do the paperwork and, and hope you get approved. Yeah, no, definitely wait um until you you know you can make that decision. But yeah, with commits, I mean yeah, I mean, there's no, yeah, like you said, there's no, which I mean, I guess you can still do the visits after you commit, but yeah, there's no rush. Right. Yeah. I just think like, cause these guys haven't been able to take official visits ever. Right. Um, and haven't probably really been on campus, especially guys that are kind of late bloomers or, or late getting rated and stuff like that. They probably maybe been to a game or two, but it, they haven't been consistently on visits Right, ever because they were sophomores pretty much when all this stuff happened. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, the the way twins, if you know they're hundred percent sure, cool. But you know, I, I expect, you know, if you're going to take visits, you might as well just hold it off until you've visited these schools. Right. And then, um, you know, I mentioned they kind of got the. Momentum's headed toward Kentucky. They got some crystal balls headed Kentucky's way. Also, Dallin Hayden picks up a crystal ball to Ohio State. So, I mean, you know, if you're not able to land the the way twins, I think it gets real tough with this in-state crop because, you know, Todd Simpson's gone. Walter Nolan, you know, didn't even have Tennessee in his top eight. You got Jordan James, who's um, committed to, to Georgia. So, you know, Tennessee's not looking great with that top-tier talent in the state. So, I, I think the Wade twins were, were definitely guys that you want to land. Yeah. Friday. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Let's start talking basketball because we do have some questions uh, about <laughs> basketball from Graham and Cole here. Um, so, we'll, we'll definitely um, – we'll get into those now. that uh, We're officially to that talk. Um, Tennessee picks up a big commitment today. Yeah, Jonas Adu. It's a. Uh, I literally mean big, big commitment. <coughs> Finally, getting a big man. Finally, I, I said last week if they don't grab a big man, I'm out. I'm, <laughs> I'm done. Which is a bold statement for you to say. It is, but uh, I had faith, a little bit of faith. Um, so yeah, they they get Jonas Adu from uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. He's a six eleven, two hundred fifteen pounds center. And uh, the number 60 player overall in the country, number one player in North Carolina, was a Marquette commit. And Tennessee recently just got Marquette's assistant coach, Justin Ganey. And uh, he was Adu's lead recruiter at Marquette. When he left, he decommitted. And uh, Tennessee was in on that from from then on. I thought he had decommitted before that all was – or, yeah, he decommitted. So that whole coaching staff at Marquette left, and he decommitted. Right, yeah. Okay, sorry. March 29th is when he decommitted. Um, and so, like, when, when Tennessee hired Justin Ganey, I think they were yeah. kind of rumored to uh, to be in on him. It's a guy – I watched his film a little bit. He, he can shoot. He's super athletic, lean, um, a guy that can protect the rim. You know, I think he – it's a guy that you want in your program because he's not a one-and-done, I don't think, unless he just has a phenomenal freshman season. Right. Um, you know, I think he could be a, a multiple-year player at Tennessee, kind of like Jamon Meshack. I, I feel like he is. Kenny Chandler is probably one-and-done. But with the 
the guys you had this year, I, I don't think Rick Barnes is going to go after. Nah, obviously, he's going to sign five stars if they're wanting to come to Tennessee. But I don't right. think he's going to center his whole entire team around one and dones. No, I Obviously, mean and, tough to do. Yeah, and I mean that's it's definitely tough to do, but it's I mean it's also an adjustment you want to make too if you get there's definitely a balance to it. And uh, I mean guys have been successful with one and dones and, and guys have been successful without them. Um it's definitely not a fit all scheme. But I mean obviously you see with it I mean if you I would have loved to have seen it if uh I think again a healthy John Fulgerson, um, and you know if you had had a big man on campus this year, what what this team could have done with um, Jaden uh, Jaden Springer and uh, Keon Johnson. Um, so I mean I, I think you know those one and dones could have definitely been special, but that, that's just not how it works. Um, as far as Jonas Adu goes, I mean yeah I, I, don't, I don't see him being a one and done, and that's kind of a question from. Uh, uh, Graham here says, is the six foot 11 too lean right now? Yeah, he's going to have to add on some size if he wants to be competitive um, in, at his position at the college level. Um, and that's an obvious thing. And that's what, that's one thing they'll look to do. But uh, he, he definitely has the athleticism and the, and the, um, the skill. Um, just adding, adding on some size is definitely going to be something they're going to look to do. Yeah, Tennessee has a great strength and conditioning program with that basketball team. So, you know, I'm not really worried about him putting on muscle. Um, right. You know, you look at Grant and Admiral's um, pictures from when they got to campus to when they left. I mean, it was almost two completely different people. So, you know, if he's able to put the the work ethic like they did into it, I, I think he'll be just fine as a, as a post player for Tennessee. He's also the uh, highest rated post player that Rick Barnes has signed since he's been at Tennessee. Isn't a shock. <laughs> And then uh, the highest-rated post player Tennessee's had since Jarno Stokes in 2012. Yeah, so that's that's big time. Um, that's gonna be that's gonna be really really huge for for this team for this the makeup of this team. Um, and, and you know, uh, Brandon Hunley Hat Brandon Hunley Hatley is that is that it? Is that the right Hatfield. order? Hatfield. Hatfield. Um, you know that that could and that's gonna be depending on committing to Tennessee and reclassifying. Like that's, that's not a, a guarantee, but um, I mean, this is the first, you know, we talked about Kyle Alexander and how he kind of came along late. Uh, and then DJ Burns. I mean, this is, this is going to be one of the first big men that that's really been on campus that you expect to play early on. Yeah. I mean, if you get Brandon Hunley Hatfield, you land a uh, Tomba from a uh, Knox Catholic. I mean, those are, like you have legit three seven footers, right? Or four seven footers. I forgot Urosh. Um, yeah. I mean, you're building a wall. They can't. Well, well, they can't see the rim. Are we rounding up? Yeah, we're rounding up. We're rounding up. Okay. All right. <coughs> All right. So yeah, I mean, they can't score if they can't see the rim. Uh, that's right? a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> I mean, just have they. If Alabama wants to go four guards, perfect. We'll go. Uh, or four guards, one post. We'll go. We'll go one point guard, Kenny Chandler, and uh, and four post players. That's a bold. That's a bold take. Ah, counterattack, baby. <laughs> it would be quite the counter. Um, we're playing. <laughs> we're playing opposite there. Um, would be quite the counter. Yeah, Cole, I would never do that. No, Cole. Cole ask, what would your predicted starting five be? He wants uh, Huntley Hatfield to be included in that. Then decided he hadn't committed yet, so we don't have to. So it's up to you. Starting five predicted. I know it's early. Um, we're talking November. 
and we're just in April, but uh, you're, you're predicting starting five. We'll go day one. Or you can be like, hey, I'll predict the starting five for the 2022 National Championship game. You decide. Okay. Um, I'll go to Kennedy Chandler, and I'll go Visco- Viscovi. Oh, maybe not. I kind of want to go Justin Powell. Don't you? A little bit more athletic. Probably going to be uh, more yeah. effective defensively. It probably just also Powell. there's some talks of Viscovin maybe not being here next year. I don't know. That'd be wild. I'd hate that because I really like Viscovi. Right. I mean, it's gonna be easy if the talent stays where it's at. It's gonna be easy to get lost in this this yeah. lineup. You still, you know, you're bringing in a true point guard with uh, uh, Kennedy Chandler, who's not gonna be on the bench often. I can't imagine. Um, and then you you still have Victor Bailey Jr. You added Justin Powell. Yeah, I might go – if I want to score points and Tennessee needs to score points, I'm going Kennedy Chandler, Justin Powell, Josiah Jordan-James, John Fulgerson, and I don't know. Like, it, it's – I want to say Brandon Hunley-Hatfield, but I also want to say Adu because a, I think a year in high school makes a huge difference. And, you know, maturity-wise and and also, you know, just playing – at that level as a junior or as a you're supposed to be a senior in high school probably is a lot for one to take. Um, so maybe I'll, I'll say a do at the beginning of the season, but Brandon Hunley Hatfield improves over the year and he takes over in March. When we go well, for that final four. Well, I'm not starting a freshman big man until Rick Barnes does it. So um, I'll believe it when I see it. That's kind of my take on it. I am going to go – I know I kind of argued with you. I talked you out of it. I am going to go uh, at least day one, Viscovi as a starter at two. Uh, Kenny Chandler at that point. Josiah Jordan-James. Um, and and I think – see, okay. Uh, yeah, like who else you well, get part of my, my part of my faith, I want Kumar to make that next step. Oh. I feel like he was flirting with that next step this year. Flirting with it, flirting with it, and just like something wasn't there. Something wasn't there. If I want to do that. He needs to learn how to flirt because he's got no game. Come on. I mean, he was – he was. <laughs> no game is in like talking to women, not saying I'm, he can't play basketball. Sorry. I mean, there were there were times that he was our best rebounder on the floor, and which isn't good. Um, I mean, but he could add – I mean, he there were times very limited, but he was also on a short leash. He was a guy that didn't get a ton of chances if he made one mistake. Um, so like you didn't get to see him work through things on the court. So we, he is very much a mystery to Tennessee fans. Now I know Rick Barnes and his staff sees him every day in practice. So they know a lot more about him than, than Tennessee or Tennessee fans, but we don't know what he really, he never, he did not get a chance to work through things. Um, and then Urosh magically gets a ton of blame time in the last game of the season. Don't understand that. Um, yeah, so so you you think he plays over Urosh? Like you have him as the center, or do you have Fulgerson at the center? Uh, I mean, so if I don't go Kumwa, I'll. I mean, I'm just going to go at least. And again, this is day one too, because I do not believe Rick Barnes is going to start a freshman uh, post. And <laughs> I mean, there's some reasons to that. Um, I mean, one of those being you talked about that maturity factor. Uh, being being a being physical in the paint is very very different than playing in the backcourt. It's very different. Um, so, I mean, there's definitely some reasons. Now, I'm, I still would have loved to see Corey Walker and DJ Burns, but I definitely understand to an extent. Um, 
So if I don't go Kumwa, I mean, I'm I'm gonna go Kennedy, um, uh, Victor Bailey. I mean, it's a small ball, Victor Bailey Jr. It's guys you've seen, um, Jos- Josiah Jordan James, and then Fulkerson. Uh, and, and that's kind of relying on Fulkerson coming back. You could see Rick Barnes' hand get forced as far as playing freshman goes. Yeah, I mean, especially if Kumwa isn't able to take that next jump and Uroch doesn't improve any, yeah, you have to look for somebody else. Right, right. Because I don't think you can get by with playing <clears throat> small ball, really. It may, maybe you can because you, you might have better shooters this year um, as far as Justin Powell and Kenny Chandler, guys that can create their own shot. But, you know, if you can't, then you have to be – you have to have some kind of post presence. And right. I just don't know if I like Kumwa and Fulkerson on the floor at the same time. Right. For sure. For sure. Um, so that's my, that's my, I mean, I, again, question on the starting five. I think Brandon, uh, Brandon Hunley Hatfield could be, I mean, if he were classifies, I think, I mean, again, Jonas Adu like could be, but it also may force Rick Barnes' hand. So we will certainly see. I do know you're going to have a ton of talent on that roster. That's what I do know. Yeah, and everybody that you know, guys that left um, as far as going pro, you know, you you hate to see that kind of talent leave. But the guys who enter the transfer portal, who cares? <laughs> I mean, right. it's honestly better for Tennessee. You know, they they on paper they look a lot more talented based on who they lost and who they've gotten so far. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be better situations for both those guys. So yeah, no, no concern, uh, no concern there, but yeah, Brandon Huntley Hatfield is supposed to make his decision tomorrow. Um, so I'm, I know his college decision, I guess the reclassified will probably be made tomorrow as well. I mean, I guess it probably depends on the need because if he goes to a school that can't fit him in, then he wouldn't be able to. Yeah. So it's got to be based on that too. The crystal ball is coming in. I'd like to think that Tennessee feels pretty good. Um, we lose Caleb. No, I'm here. You're good. Okay. Um, I was like, Oh God. Where'd he go? <laughs> um, yeah. I think Tennessee likes their chances going into the, tomorrow. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. Any, any other basketball before we move on? That's all I got. All right, let's do it. Baseball. Let's talk about the win over Western Carolina first before we get into this weekend. I know I know everybody's juice is already – chili's already hot for the weekend. Chili's uh, hot. But, but let's let's talk a little bit about the win over Western Carolina last night. Yeah, so you scored in eight of the nine innings. You didn't score in the first, but you, you scored a run in every single inning. Um, after that, uh, you had 16 hits on, on the night, no errors. 14 runs. It's hard to really complain offensively. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought pitching struggled a little bit, but also when you're pitching so many guys, I feel like it's hard to get in a rhythm. Right. Um, so I don't, I mean, obviously you don't want to give up your starting pitcher. Shouldn't give up three earned runs in the first inning. I get that. Um, and, and then you're, you know, one of your closest Redmond Walsh who actually got the win, he gave up three runs. You know, you don't want to see a veteran guy like that give up three runs to Western Carolina. So from a pitching standpoint, I thought they struggled a little bit. But, uh, you know, you got the win, so it's hard to complain. And I think Tennessee would take that close win, maybe some pitchers getting a little beat up to uh, get Max Ferguson going. 
Um, yeah, that's a good point. He was four for four, six RBIs, hit a home run, um, a double, and, and two two run singles, and then uh, hit a walk. So, you know, you, you add, that's as, as much as you can give in a game. Um, and he mm-hmm. did it as your leadoff batter. He led the game off with a double. So, uh, you know, Tennessee really liked what they got from from Max Ferguson, who's been a little – he struggled a little bit this season, was a preseason All-American, so you want to see him get going. I think that only makes this team a lot a lot better if, if you're able to see him kind of build on, on his performance last night. Also another guy, Kyle Booker went three for three last night with an RBI, a walk. Um, he's a guy that that's really made the most of his time in these midweek games and, and you're getting to see him have a little bit of playing time and some weekends. And I think he's going to be a special player for Tennessee down the road. Yeah. And, and you mentioned, you know, you don't want to give up a ton of runs. I don't know how, how great this, you know, Western Carolina team is, uh, offensively. I do know that they have scored a ton of runs this season. Um, the, they all have only been held. They were held to two one time and that was against Tennessee, uh, in Knoxville. So definitely like, it's not, you're not looking at a team that you're like, why did they explode on you? Uh, no, I mean, they, they've, they've done okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're, they're a pretty good team. They, they hit the ball well last night. Um, right. as good as really anybody has against Tennessee. So, uh, you know, it's hard to take anything away from them. Yeah. That's Tennessee's not best pitching, but you know, they're not pitching their ace or anything against Tennessee because they want to save them for, for weekend games. Yeah, so games matter to them too. And like I mentioned earlier in the show, Vanderbilt had a close game to Eastern Carolina last night. They only won that game six to four. Um, so I mean that that just happens in midweek games, you know. When you're when you have that three next to your name, you know you're going to get everybody's best shot. And yeah. uh, Western Carolina brought it last night. Right, right. Hey, you got the win. That's all that matters. Talked about that. Win is a win is a win is a win. That's it. So go get the Absolutely. dub. Absolutely. So uh, Vanderbilt this weekend, man. Vanderbilt. It's gonna be a great series. It's gonna be a great series. I can't wait. I looked on Vivid Seats today and. The only tickets available are two hundred and seventy eight dollars a piece. That's that's stupid. That's dumb. I, I hate crazy. that because, like, I mean, people legitimately want to go, but I'm like, you shouldn't. Like, honestly, like, you shouldn't pay that. No, I would never pay that in a million years. So, like, like I, I don't, I don't know if I can make myself pay that for like a college World Series game. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, I wouldn't pay enough for a Tennessee football game outside of a very, very important game. I'm not like, I don't mean like an Alabama game that Tennessee's actually going to be competitive in and they're undefeated. Nope, still wouldn't pay that. Like, like an you, SEC championship game. Yeah, that that's about it. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's it. I hate that that is a uh, – that's how – because, I mean, you want people to go. It's just – and I'm glad there's excitement and a neat – you know, people are – there's obviously supply and demand for it. There's demand for it, which is good, but that's that's absurd. Yep. So uh, Vanderbilt's coming off a, a series loss to Georgia, a team that um, Tennessee was able to take the series two to one against, and Georgia just beat them like bad. Yeah. Um, they had seven home runs in game one um, uh, against, not all against Rocker, but you know a game at Rocker pitch. They had three against Rocker. Um, won that game fourteen to two. Uh, Vanderbilt won the second game five to two, and then Georgia just 
come out guns blazing for that rubber match and beat them nine to one. That was kind of surprising to me. You know, a team like Vanderbilt, I thought, you know, they would probably take care of business in game three and uh, just didn't, just didn't have it. Right. Right. Um, you know, you mentioned like what time do you think the game's going to be over Friday? And I, I said it'll probably be pretty quick when you have guys like Chad Dallas and Rocker pitching. Um, I think Rocker had 12 strikeouts. He gave up three home runs, but he had 12 strikeouts. And I think Lider had like 13 in his outing on Saturday. So God, that's stupid. That's unreal. I mean, to, to, you're going to have some strikeouts this weekend. Um, you got to <laughs> suck it up and make the most of your at bats. Get them into some deep counts. Get those guys out of the game. Don't let them right. go seven innings strong and, you know, have, you know, that bullpen come in, which, you know, they got some dudes in that bullpen as well that can come in and, and finish games off. So, you know, make, make it hard on those pitchers this weekend. And, no, I mean, uh, I, that, that's a positive Tennessee too. You know, we talked about they've struggled in some areas offensively, especially bringing runners that are in scoring position home. But one thing they've done a great job doing is is make is getting into some long at bats and, you know, whether they get out get out or not, they're making pitchers grind yeah. and uh, just, just putting them in, in bad situations early in games. So, I mean, I think that's going to be one thing Tennessee's – the fact that they've been able to do it all season, I expect them to continue this weekend, is, um, you know, they may make – Vanderbilt make that switch from Rocker earlier than, that, than normal. Yeah. Yeah, I think if – if you've seen Tennessee play this weekend, you know, they've done exactly that. They've made it tough on, on everybody, tough on pitchers, um, getting deep in counts. Yeah, they give up some strikeouts every now and then, but, you know, they get on base a lot because they, they are patient at the plate. Um, you know, if you're not going to throw strikes, you're we're going to get on base. You're going to yeah. have to throw strikes against Tennessee, and, and Tennessee does a good job of hitting the ball too. And that's another thing too is, like, how many baseball coaches – I mean, obviously, if you're giving up 13 – Strikeouts, that's a different story. But uh, how many baseball coaches are going to be mad at you come, if you come back in the dugout after uh, an eight, ten pitch at bat and you struck out? I mean, right. Yeah. Not a lot of them are going to be super pissed off. Now, if it happens 13 times, that's another discussion. But. Yeah. If it's happened 13 <laughs> times, you know, they, they should be out of the game by the. Well, that's, that's another thing, too, is if, they're, if their shoulder or elbow hadn't fallen off, then <laughs> yeah. they earned it. And yeah. Tip your cap. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Um, yeah. If you've got 13 strikeouts on those long at bats that Tennessee's been able to ground out, you've at least seen like four pitchers. So. You earned it. <laughs> you've, yeah, you, you've had your chance. You've had your chance. But yeah. That, I think that's going to be a. Uh, it's, I mean, it's kind of an, like an interesting thing that. Uh, to see how you know how, you're not just talking about can Tennessee score this weekend. It's like can they can they get into those uh, those long grueling at bats with these pitchers or um, are these Vanderbilt pitchers going to be able to get out of situations early on? It, we'll see. It's going to be fun. Yeah, and Tennessee's done a great job when adversity hits. Like that Saturday game, like Tennessee had one hit going to the sixth inning, um, and we're able to score five runs in that inning. Mm-hmm. You know, Tennessee. Tennessee, like it, the the spotlight doesn't matter. the The situation doesn't matter. But Vanderbilt, it seems like you know if you jump on them a little bit, they might just like kind of lay down. That's what it seemed like last weekend against Georgia. Um, now, obviously, I didn't watch every single bit of that, but you know that that's what it seemed like when adversity hit. They just like okay, well, we got the we got the next game. Um, so hopefully, Tennessee Tennessee's able to take advantage. Um, you know, this weekend, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. The number two and number three team in the country face off against one another. I don't know when that's the last time. That's it's probably never happened at Lindsey Nelson. So um, definitely something you want to get to um, if you're able to get in the games, be loud, be proud, 
and go balls. Go balls, baby. I hey, Lindsey Nelson. I tweeted it. Was one of the cool, like that's the coolest I've ever seen that place. And um, I, I've been fortunate that I've seen some cool weekend series there in the last couple of years. But do it again. It's been, hey, Tennessee officially put in their bid for regional and super regional hosts. So go prove why Knoxville and Lindsey Nelson should be super regional and regional hosts. Yeah. Also, let's fill that thing up, man. Let's pay the yeah. fine. Who gives a crap? So is there a fine or is it just – are you sure it's not just like the state regulations, like Tennessee's regulations and cities? I don't know. I don't know. If it's I a fine, know, pay it. I don't, I don't think there would be a fine for the SEC. So is Mississippi just wide be. open? Oh, yeah. I'm sure. I mean, I don't know for sure, but I would guess. Isn't Mississippi kind of like permanently existing at half capacity? Well, I mean, Ole Miss, uh, you saw that. Well, Right. I just mean like the state. In the state of Mississippi, just kind of currently always, they're always just kind of like half, half full. Their flag's always at half mass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're never <laughs> full mass. Um, I mean, they're, yeah. It's always like, it's never, thanks, Brutus. Shake it off, babe. Um, it's never, it's empty. So it's like you're, you're always walking around social distancing. So have a little fun, you know? Brutus is ready to see some more of Kirby Connell. That man's fired yeah. up. Dude, Kirby Connell, he's got the stash. He's got the flow. He, the man's got swag. He does a ton of it. No cap. Uh, yeah, enough to to give out. Like he's got some to blow. He might need to give some out to the, bull, the rest of the bullpen this weekend. We'll see. It's gonna be a good one. Um, I think they're on TV Saturday. Saturday. That's right. They may be on, on Friday this. too, but they are on Friday. Friday is ESPNU. Saturday is the SEC Network. That's oh, right. good. ESPNU, the channel that no one currently has. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> Ridiculous. So, apparently, the when they're on the road, apparently it's up to the school for, like, broadcasting, wherever they put it. And that's why I was on ESPN Plus right now because I guess Western Carolina was just like, oh, I don't care. I don't really care. Like if you're not That's playing fun. the number two team and like the number three team in the country, wouldn't you want that? Oh, I have ESPN Plus, so that's why I'm not angry. I was like, it was on last night. Oh, uh, I don't. Have yeah, it. it's probably not worth it, but I, I did it. Gotcha. There was what was it? I guess a lot of. Hmm, there was a reason I got it, but I can't remember. There is a lot of soccer on ESPN Plus, but I don't know what else is on there. I like it though. It's four ninety nine a month, I think. I can't remember. That's not that bad. It's not terribly expensive, no. And like, and it gets you all of like the ESPN like shows. Like, I can watch Peyton's Places, Thirty for Thirties. Uh, has those um, those Peyton you breakdown get those videos, articles, and stuff. Is that ESPN Plus too? I don't know. I was just Good curious. Question. Because yeah, I, I know you sure. have to have a subscription for that, so I didn't know if that got you that. That's well. ESPN Insider, right? And I don't know if that's okay. a part of ESPN Plus or not. Gotcha. But it definitely has its own name, so I'm not sure. Not sure. No All right. Do we have any uh, any questions? I've tried to keep up with uh, the ones we've got in the chat. Any any additional ones that came in before the show? Honestly, I haven't really checked, but I can. You don't. It's fine. I don't care. I didn't see any. No, we don't have any. Okay. So, uh, stupidity. What we got for stupidity today? 
Drop in the dumbest thing you all have heard or seen or read this week. Okay. And it can't it can't be from me. So drop in the chat. Um, think you have to leave out things I said. I know I've said a lot of stupid stuff. So move on. You, you want to hear mine? Yeah, let's do it. The the preseason FPI rankings. Did you see this? I did not. I'm Mississippi gonna... State is number eight in the country. Mm, that seems like an atrociously hot take. <laughs> They're above Florida and Auburn and LSU. And yeah, I, I can go ahead and say that. I can boldly say that's that's dumb. I mean, who did they – I know they got in a fight at the end of their bowl game, but who did they play? It was somebody like not very uh, – Was it Tulsa? Tulane? Tulane. Maybe, may, maybe it was Tulsa. That sounds right. Maybe it was. I don't know. Football <coughs> old game. And Mike Leach is like up hugging fans. Yeah. And then like he they asked him about the fight and he was just like, Tulsa. Yeah, we won. <laughs> well, they're like they asked him about it. Like he probably barely knew it happened. They asked him about it immediately after. He was like, they're like, What are you gonna say to your team? He was like, I'm gonna tell them not to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what'd you expect him to say? <laughs> All right. Uh, but yeah, number eight, Mississippi State. Yeah, that's that's a bad take. Like I don't like. What did they get? Nobody knows. Not even the person who wrote that article. They're even confused. Like if you put Ole Miss, I'm like, okay, you know they can score points, but Mississippi State, right. No I'll say this: Mississippi State shouldn't be much better than we are next year. They shouldn't a, be 40, 40 rankings above us. Right. Correct. Correct. That's. Um, I'm looking for my stupidity. I thought I had one, and now I don't know where it's gone. Mm. Did you Did you see the USC player? There's a picture of the guy who like. He no. Was like, in the he was like in the cold, or maybe it's a t- some kind of tub at the practice facility. They got a picture of the the phony. Yeah. No, do you have it? Can you show me it? I mean, I don't know if you want to see it, but send that to me. I can barely kind of see that. He looks right. like he could be a football player, though. Yeah, it, like he doesn't look. So it's not as atrocious as we originally thought, right? So that's 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 a positive, I guess. But still, like no one's like, yeah, who is this guy? <laughs> I'm glad they just kind of let it go. That that makes me happy. Makes yeah, when you happy. when you need bodies, you need bodies. That's you know, a good point. I would take it right now. Right. I mean, how good is this guy fielding punts? He looks his tan line kind of looks like he's been wearing one of those bras. The catapult. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did he? Who did he get to take this photo? Maybe a freshman. A freshman was like, hey, freshman, take this picture. The guy's like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. I, that, I'm like, hey, I, what is going on? That's amazing. Credit to that guy. Living out living out everyone's dream. I, I, want, I just want to know what his story was. When people ask him, like, who are you? He's like, oh, I transferred from uh... – <laughs> Probably. I'm a walk-on. Yeah. <laughs> Probably so. 
Um, I don't, I don't think I have any. It's been a, it's been a nice. I'm feeling in a kind of mood. Today was a good day. I don't have any stupidities. Sorry, guys. Um, I came unprepared. Hmm. What do you think about uh, Boston College's New Balance deal? I'm a big New Balance athlete fan. I think New Balance makes some underrated athletic stuff. I'm curious to see, like, so apparently their football team's not going to be New Balance, but everybody else's. Oh, really? Like, I, I know their soccer jerseys look good. Somebody's New Balance basketball right now, and they look good. Um, New Balance baseball, I haven't seen jerseys, but, I mean, they've been making cleats for a while. Yeah, they, they um, make some jerseys. They they do a pretty good job with that as well. Yeah, so I'm, I'm a big fan of New Balance. So, yeah, I, I like it. I think it's a good move. Cool move, I guess. I don't know. Um. Oh, I do have one more. Do you have any? No, that was it. Or okay. I didn't have any at all. So that's all. Um. So the Dallas Cowboys says while the Dallas Cowboys are never short on current superstars, okay, their legacy was built on legends. Eddie George becomes the most recent legend to join a collegiate staff as head coach. Why are that's the it. Dallas Cowboys? talking about Eddie George like it's like he was a superstar there yeah wait what there for like one season at the like bud end of his career yeah I, I mean he's not I would I don't think Eddie George would consider himself a Dallas Cowboy right I mean if, if you were born I mean I only knew that because like I, I watch football but if I was just like a casual Titans fan you probably have no clue that Eddie George played for the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> right. Like how many how many Eddie George jerseys do you see um when the Dallas Cowboys play in, in the stadium? You don't see any. It's a great point. It's a great point. You see a ton at the Titans game. He's a legend with the Titans, not the Cowboys. That's a I, that's a stupidity. Eddie George and Eddie George Houston Oilers jersey is is like on one of my jerseys I need. Like the throwback Oilers. I got you, man. Hey, George. Yeah, that's, I, I need to do it. That's all I got for stupidity. Well, guys, appreciate it. It's always fun. We'll be back on Sunday. Yes, I believe so. Um, back Sunday, talking about a series sweep over Vanderbilt. Speaking into existence, sorry. Let's re, we're going to reverse that. We'll be back Sunday. Talking about a series sweep over number two Vanderbilt. Can't wait. If if we get a series sweep over Vanderbilt, we might have to like push the show to another day. That's fine. Yeah, we can get hammered. That's <laughs> what you mean. Um, yeah. so that's that's good with me. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Guys, that's all we got. Love y'all. Have fun. Appreciate you listening in. Um Go check out our sponsors, Tennessee Tap House, Hound Dogs, and Blue Water Climate Control. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.